Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Beef Up Front podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, joined by Kevin Cannon for our weekly show, NFL Big Five Games of the Week, here on PickSwap Media. Uh, it was an exciting first week one. We had a lot of a lot of upsets, uh, both of me and Kevin, both our survivor picks. I had the Titans, he had the Broncos, both lost. Chaos from week one in the NFL, but we didn't really expect much different. Um, but welcome back to the show, Kevin, and how are you? Good. It was a super fun week, and I think there's another a bunch of good games this week, too. Yep. That's why we'll be bringing you our best five, uh, another loaded slate. We'll go over the week one results, though. As we said earlier, we're keeping track of the spread and the total this year as well, and then our upset special and our best bet to go along with our straight-up picks. Kevin, you went 3-2 and two straight up, 3-2 and two against the spread, 1-4 and four in your totals. Uh, you did have a good upset special, Steelers over Bengals. Steelers win that game outright. Went in as six and a half point dogs, so that's a really impressive win there. And then your best bet as well, Chiefs minus four and a half. You killed that one, so you went nine and eight total on the week. A real good start to the year. I went five and zero oh straight up, five and zero oh against the spread. I went one and four in the totals as well. Oh oh and ones in my upset special Texans over Colts. That was a it looked like it was going to hit all game. We that would have been a good start to the year for both of us, but tie in that one. Uh, then my best bet, Broncos minus six. I don't know why I didn't just take Chiefs minus four and a half with you um, after we had talked about that. I, I think I should have changed that one. That, that game last night was a, a bit of a head-scratcher, but a, a good start to the year. Uh, anything you want to touch on before we get into uh, the week two slate? Hopefully we can just continue doing good this week. All right, we'll start off on Thursday night football. Uh, one of my favorite games on the calendar this year, and that is Chargers 1-0. At the Chiefs, 1-0 for an AFC West game, 8-15. First uh, game on Amazon Prime for this Thursday Night Football New Deal. Chiefs come in as three-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under is 54-and-a-half. What's your thoughts on this game? I got the Chiefs covering that 31, Chargers 27, and the over-hidden. Mahomes still proves he is still has proved he's still at the top of the game in the NFL. I've seen a lot of takes this week about how the Chiefs could be even harder to prepare against now without Tyreek Hill because Mahomes is just going to cut up the defense and distribute the ball like a point guard to every all his weapons. That's kind of scary for the league. The Chiefs do also have, like I said, a bunch of guys that can get the ball and just make plays in the open field, out of the backfield, and out wide. The Chiefs know what it takes to win big games, and the Chargers have yet to prove they can every year. It's talking about Herbert and how talented he is, talented he is. but the Chargers have yet to take that leap forward, and I'm going to roll with the Chiefs here in their home opener. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Kev. I like the Chiefs as well and the over hitting. I got Chiefs 35, Chargers 27, so Chiefs minus 3.5 is my pick and over 54.5. I don't know how high the number would be in this one for me to take the under. I mean, I guess it would be, what is that, 62.5 maybe. That would be where I kind of draw the line. I think this is going to be an offensive show in Kansas City. May not be as good from the Chargers side with Keenan Allen most likely out, but my top three quarterbacks in the league, I think you can kind of argue the order, but I think these are the top three guys. Maybe you can throw Rodgers in there as well. But Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen, we get to see two of these guys on the field on Thursday night, twice a year going forward, probably for the next 10 to 15 years. So Chargers offense didn't look as great as I was hoping in week one, as I expected. They only had 24 points on Vegas, but Herbert still made a bunch of stellar throws. I'm sure we've you've seen them on social media this week. Um, and he also had 279 yards, three touchdowns, and was like 24 of 32 passing. So 
He's most likely going to be, though, without his number one target in Keenan Allen, which is a big worry for me. And Mike Williams in week one was only held to two catches for 10 yards, which is concerning after he got that big contract. You need him to, to perform better like that. But with all that being said, they still found a way to go out and win. Uh, Mahomes, though, came out and played almost flawless football without Tyreek, going for 360 yards and five touchdowns. A lot of noise coming out of Chiefs camp this offseason was he was really dialed in and kind of motivated to get back to being that best guy in the league, like unanimously, like he was after his rookie year. Um, I can't watch. I can't wait to watch these two QBs go at it, but I'm expecting Mahomes to get the better half of Herbert this week at home without Keenan Allen in the lineup. Um, second game of the week, we go to Sunday now. Bucks 1-0 at Saints 1-0. Top two teams most likely for the whole year in the NFC South. One o'clock kickoff on Fox. Bucks come in as three-point favorite over under 44. I got the Saints winning straight up 23, Bucks 20, so I would take the Saints plus three or money line there, and I'm under 34 hidden. Saints have Tom Brady in the Bucks number. Bucks didn't really impress me in week one against Dallas. Jameis started to figure things out in the second half last week against the Falcons as well, and I think he'll continue to do that. Saints have a ton of weapons, and he just needs to get the ball in their hands and make sure he doesn't turn it over, which he seems to be doing a better job of since he left the Bucks. The Bucks have have lots of can have lots of success this year. They stay healthy, but watching that game Monday, I saw multiple players throughout the game just go to the sideline looking a little banged up, and then didn't look like they were out for long periods of times. And no one is really on the injury report looking to miss the game this week. But I think it's something to keep an eye on as they are on the older side of the team. The Bucs can win this game, I think, if they rely on Fournette. And the Saints didn't really do well against the run last week, but I'm still riding with the Saints here. All right, so you got Saints plus three and under 44. Um, my picks are the opposite of that. I'm going Bucks 24, uh, Saints 21. So I actually have the push there with that one, um, but then the over hitting. So can the Saints do it again, though, is the question mark. 4-0 in the regular season against Tom Brady since going to the Bucs with Brady only throwing six touchdowns compared to eight interceptions in those games. Um, I'm not riding, though, with the the Saints this week, despite that. This defense for the Saints has some different pieces from years past, and not all the same guys are going to be lining up that have had this success against Tom Brady. Um, I think that's something to know. Guys like Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins no longer there. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson not there anymore as well. So specifically guys back in the secondary. Um, while I don't view this as a lock and think Brady's going to just go out there and light it up, I'm not. I'm also not very confident in the Saints. This Saints team leading a, a last-minute comeback drive against the Marcus Mariota-led Falcons um, last week. So the Saints kind of had a, a rough week one, and I had the uh, Falcons-Texans money line parlay, and both of those legs kind of lost in the last few minutes of the game. So losing to almost losing to a Falcons team that's viewed as one of the worst teams in the league coming into the season. I don't think that's a good look to start your season. And now you have a Bucks team with a, a really motivated and dialed in Tom Brady. I think this game has a potential to be really ugly, but it's going to be close. And, and Brady finds a way to get his revenge. But I'll actually take Bucks 26, Saints 21. So I have someone covering the spread there. Um, second game of the week, or third game of the week on second game on Sunday, we got Dolphins at 1 0 at the Ravens, who are 1 0. 1 o'clock on CBS. Ravens are three and a half point favorites over under 43 and a half. I got the Ravens winning pretty handedly, 27, Dolphins 10, Ravens cover that three-and-a-half-point spread, and the under again hit in here at 43-and-a-half. Both teams won pretty easily last week. I think the Ravens come into this game and beat up and beat up on the Dolphins. The Dolphins' defense looked good last week, but that was against the Pats, and the Pats aren't really a great offensive threat anymore. Their offense only mustered 13 points last week, and I still don't trust Tua. The Ravens have a solid defense, but the loss of Kyle Fuller will hurt them. 
Lamar will continue throwing well, and I think the Ravens' ground game picks up a little more. As last week, they only gained 63 yards, and I think they take care of the Dolphins here. I like the Ravens here in this one as well. I'm going to take the Dolphins to cover, though, uh, in the over to hit. I'm going to go Ravens 24, Dolphins 23. Um, originally, I had scheduled the Bengals and Cowboys game for this one, but in light of that Dak Prescott injury, this one got the substitutions. Uh, both these teams, I think, underwhelmed a little bit on offense last week, but had great defensive defensive performances. Could be signs of stuff to come. I think they both played, though, non-playoff teams, like you were saying, Kevin, with the Jets and the Patriots. So this game is going to be a better test and, and tell us a little bit about two teams that have playoff hopes. Um, these two teams allowed a combined 16 points in week one, but I like this game to be a little more high scoring than than anticipated. I'm worried about the backfield in Baltimore, though, if J.K. Dobbins isn't able to go again, as they're going to be depending on Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake back there, which is very concerning, in my opinion, um, if that, that backfield's unable to get healthy. This game is hard to decide be, uh, because I think the secondaries are both super strong, probably top five, both in the league. Um, they both have guys that are boomer bust type players, though, and either can have a really great day and like a pick six or get kind of burnt like in, in Trayvon Diggs uh, fashion. So I'm going to go on the side of the QBs and receivers make a few more plays in this one, and the secondaries get a little get beat a little bit more uh, than expected. This is a pretty low total. So I'm going to take against the public side on this one. Uh, I'm going to go over 43 and a half, and I'm going to take the Ravens 24, Dolphins 23. Uh, the Dolphins covered, but I think it's going to be a really tight game that comes down to a coin flip, but I'll take the Ravens at home. Fourth game of the week, we'll go to Monday night. We got the Monday night doubleheader on this one. This is the first leg of the Monday night uh, doubleheader. Titans 0-1 at Bills 1-0, 7-15 kickoff on ESPN. Bills are a 10-point favorite with the over-under at 49 and a half. I got the Bills winning by 10, so pushing there at 30, Titans 20, and the over at 49 and a half hit in. Bills are 10-point favorites here, and I think they deserve it and deserve that much respect. At home in Buffalo, I think the crowd's going to be electric. It's their home opener. The Titans didn't, did not impress me at all last week. The Bills offense, Josh Allen is going to have another solid day. While their defense will be able to contain Derrick Henry, and I think – it's looking like A.J. Brown being traded might be a mistake. The Titans are reliant on Derrick Henry a little bit too much. Tannehill's never going to be the reason you lose a game probably, but he's also not going to be able to take over the game here, which they would probably need against this Bills team, which is still the Super Bowl favorite. I'm riding with the Bills too. Very similar score to you. I'm taking Bills 31, Titans 20. So that goes Bills minus 10 with the over 49 and a half. Screw the Titans, as I talked about earlier at the beginning of the show. They were my survivor pick. They are my shit list now for the rest of the year. I hope they lose every game. Um, but after they lost to the the Giants of all teams last week, while leading 13-0, while at home, I mean, that's just a terrible start to your year for a team coming back from being the AFC's number one seed last year, disappointing in the playoffs. Um, you think that that would kind of be just a, a motivating factor going forward. And you start off the season like this, a very, very bad start. Two back-to-back uh, -back seasons, they've lost home openers now, uh, with last year being to the Titans in week one. Or, excuse me, you can't lose to yourself, losing to the Cardinals in week one. Um, so back-to-back -back years, Titans have kind of started off slow. Interested to see if they can bounce back like they did last year. But this offense without A.J. Brown um, and with a later in his career now and coming off an ACL injury, Robert Woods and a younger receiver in Traylon Burks, who's still unproven, those guys just aren't really the horses right now that you need to keep up with Josh Allen and the Bills. They really impressed me, the Bills, last week, especially turning it over three times and still finding a way to win by double digits against the reigning Super Bowl champs with the Rams. 
that defensive front with the addition of Von Miller really showed up. And I think he could be in for a big year. I think they're going to put him on like a, a load management, like a snap count because he just needs to be healthy for the playoffs. As we saw last year with the Rams, when he was, had those fresh legs, he was a real difference maker, but they have enough, enough guys up front. They've been investing up there for a while. I think the bill's biggest weakness is their cornerbacks right now with Tredavious Whiteout, And that doesn't matter against a Titans team. That's not really going to hurt you much in the passing game. So only chance in this one, if Derrick Henry has a, a vintage Derrick Henry, like, 190, 200 plus yard type rushing day, and the Titans really can control the clock. But I don't think they do that against this really good Bills defense. So give me Bills 31, Titans 20, Bills minus 10 with the over 49 and a half. And then our last game for the big five games of the week, we go to the second leg of the Monday night doubleheader with the 1 0 Vikings after a big win over the Packers, traveling to Philly to play the 1 0 Eagles. 8 30 kickoff on ABC. Eagles are one and a half point favorites with over under 51 and a half. I got the Vikings winning this by 3, 30, birds 27. So I have the Vikings at plus one and a half or money line and the over of 51 and a half hidden. As an Eagles fan, I'm very scared of Justin Jefferson, especially in this game. Last week, Jonathan Gannon left a lot of question marks out in the field as for his play calling. The Eagles have the talent to have a great defense, but I'm just not sold yet. I do think they'll have some improvements this week. As they did last year, they got better as the year went on. But I just don't think it's going to be enough against the Vikings, who have a great offense that can really put up points and yards. I think the Eagles' offense will have an up-and-down day. Some drives will look really good, and other drives will just look like they don't know what they're doing, and they won't be able to sustain momentum drive to drive. I think the Vikings come into the link and show the league that they should be taken very seriously. That would be a, a statement win. I'd be very impressed. Um I thought both of these offenses offenses looked great last week, so I'm really excited to see them both out on the field on Monday night. But I'm not going against Philadelphia week one. I'm taking Eagles 34, Vikings 30. Call me biased if you want, but uh, I loved what I saw out of the Eagles offense after those first few drives last week, um, and I think that's signs of, of things that come. I think they can be really explosive this year. So I like Eagles minus one and a half in this one and the over 51 and a half. I think this game's going to be awesome, a real high-scoring affair. I had these two teams – as division winners this all season throughout the divisional preview podcast. Um, and I got a little bit of pushback on it saying it's still the Packers and the Cowboys division, but I think they showed up in week one and they showed that they have really dynamic offensive pieces that are going to make them tough, tough to battle against each, each and every week. AJ Brown, JJ, uh, Justin Jefferson, both had stellar games going over 150 yards each. So it's going to be cool to see them both go to work and be out on the field on Monday night. Um, they both could contend for the receiving title this year if all things go well, just based off of their targets on the offense alone. Uh, and to your point on the defense for Philadelphia, I'm a firm believer that defenses are able to just play better at home, and they really do most of their damage up front with their pass rush when they have the crowd in their favor. And I think that's really going to benefit Philadelphia in this one. The Vikings offensive line isn't a – particularly strong unit. I'd say either that or their corners are probably the weakest links on their team. So I think Philly has to take advantage of that. They didn't have a very good uh, defensive line performance from their pass rushers last week, but the Lions probably have a top five or six offensive line in the league. Um, I think that this this team has to make a few plays on Kirk Cousins, get him rattled, kind of like they did Case Keenum back in the NFC title game for the 38-7 game. Uh, give me the Eagles in a close one, aided by a late Josh Sweat quarterback hit, leading to a, a Kirk Cousins interception to seal the deal. Uh, bold prediction, though, Jalen Rager in his return to Philly has a, a big play in their return game. I don't know if it'll be a touchdown, but I think he has a big he has a big play that kind of changes the momentum uh, and gets his revenge, I guess, on Philadelphia just for 
just because he's got, coming back to Philly and will somehow find a way to screw us over. Um, so those are our big five games of the week. Now we'll get into our best bet last week. Uh, Kev, you had Chiefs minus four and a half. You nailed that one. I had Broncos minus six, so obviously that one didn't hit. Uh, I'll start off with my best bet this week. I'm going to go Packers minus 10 at home versus the Bears. Aaron Rodgers, 22-5 and five in his career against the Bears, including 10 out of his last 11, and four out of those last five have been by 10 or more points. I think he has a lot to prove this week once to get that sour taste out of his mouth. We saw the Packers last year in that first game against the Saints lose 38-3, to I believe the final score was, and then everyone was kind of writing off the Packers, writing off Aaron Rodgers. Got to remember that the Packers are and Matt LaFleur are one of those teams that don't believe in playing their guys in the preseason. So Rodgers didn't get action, much action, if any, um, and neither did a lot of the guys. He's got a lot of new young pieces. I think it's just going to take some time to kind of work those guys in. Um, I think this game against the divisional rival, the Bears, who, as I stated, Aaron Rodgers has owned throughout his NFL career, is a great way to do that. I like the Packers to win by two touchdowns, at least in this one. I think he's going to come out there with that that poor taste in his mouth and, and just take it out all out on the bears. Like you, like he usually does. So my best bet of the week is Packers minus 10. Uh, mine is Browns minus five and a half against the jets. The Browns impressed me last week. I, they have a really good roster and I know Deshaun's out, but Jacoby Brissett's still a confident quarterback. who's just going to protect the ball. And they have a really solid run game and the jets are the jets. Yeah, can't uh, can't really go wrong with that one. I think the the Jets might have a chance to go out there and win outright this week. Um, but on the same but on the same side, Browns minus five and a half. I I'm not going to argue with at all. I just don't know if I can depend on Jacoby Brissett back to back weeks to get the win. So we'll see with that game. Um, my upset special now for this week: uh, Jags are go are at home versus the Colts. They're plus four right now, but. For our upset special, we do money line only to count as a win. So I'm taking the money line only. They've won their last four in Jacksonville against uh, the Colts. They kind of have just owned them there. It's been bad voodoo, bad fortune for them. I think the Jags at home want to get this get this big victory, get that first win for the Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence era combination there together. Um, and then the Colts really struggled last week against the Texans. They're a team that – I had winning the division, but I think they, they're going to be like an 8-9, and 9-8 nine, nine and eight type team to win the division. I'm not that high on them. I think they still have a lot of stuff to work out. And if history uh, continues to repeat itself, Jacksonville is going to win that game. So uh, Jags are plus four this week if you want to take that uh, to be on the safe side. But I like them to win this week outright as my upset special. I got the Saints winning outright against the Bucs for all the reasons I talked about earlier in the podcast. But – I also am keeping my eye on Seattle plus nine and a half versus the 49ers. Six of the games this week, the uh, line is more than a TD, and I think this one potentially has the most value. The Seahawks really impressed last night. The 49ers, I know they have a great run game, and with the weather out in Chicago, it was a real rough game. But I think Trey Lance still has a lot to prove, and the Seahawks could look to continue uh, their winning streak there. All right, so that'll wrap it up for NFL Big Five Games of the Week, Week 2. Uh, we'll be posting those picks on social media if you miss them here, so make sure to check them out. Uh, but upset special, I'm taking the Jags. Kev, you're taking the Saints. Uh, but that'll do it for Week 2 of NFL Big Five Games of the Week. Any last-second comments before we head out? I hope I'm wrong about my Vikings pick. And <laughs> All right, sounds good. We will talk to you guys next week, and best of luck.